The Athletic. Hello, welcome back to 1874, a podcast all about Aston Villa Football Club on The Athletic. We've had a late change of schedule this week, Greg's taken a few days off so it's just me and as a result we've decided to bring forward the release of our interview with Stefan Moore from a few weeks ago. Maybe that's for the best as there wasn't a great deal to speak about from Aston Villa's 0-0 draw with Everton. Let's just hope Matty Cash is alright, Tyrone Mings as well and hopefully we'll get to see a bit more of Jack Grealish before the season's out. Before I hand you over to the Stefan Moore chat, there's just time to remind you about the podcast subscription code for The Athletic. You can subscribe to The Athletic UK right now for a special price of just $3.99 a month for six months. That's 40% off the full price of a subscription. You'll enjoy great analysis and in-depth features from the very best football writers around, as well as ad-free versions of all our podcasts, including this one. There's plenty of articles about right now. Greg's had a few pieces out recently and there's a very special interview with David O'Leary as well where he speaks to Oliver Kay. It's mainly about Leeds but there's a little bit of Villa chat in there as well. So go to theathletic.com slash villapod to take advantage of that special 40% discount. That's theathletic.com slash villapod. That's all the admin out of the way. Here's hoping you enjoy what I thought was a really interesting sit down with Stefan Moore up the villa. So obviously you'd had a successful time in the, in the youth team. You'd won the FA Youth Cup. You were like the first one from your group to make the transition into the first team. What was that like? Kind of like being a, a trailblazer. Um, it was, no, it was good. Obviously, I was a, I was a local lad playing for your local team. It was. I just thought I thought, I thought it was normal. Yeah, I thought it was normal. I think when you're young, you've got no nothing to go on from before. So you, I thought that was that what everyone was going to go and do. You just thought the whole team was going to go and play for the first team? or We obviously had a good team, so yeah, I thought really good. A, lot, a lot of the lads will get through and I'm the first one. I was probably the oldest and most experienced. I'd already been out on loan. I'd already done quite a bit in, in football, so I just thought that's what happened. I just thought that was what happened. Was there never any doubts that you were going to make it then? It was always just that's the natural Not in my head, no. Not in my head. I was always, they looked after me well. I was always there. When I think about it, growing up, in the six weeks holidays, I'd just stay at the hotel and I'd, my team might not be training. I'd just be around the training ground, like Brian Jones. They just took me under their wing. I, I was always about the place, even with my, I trained free age groups up. I'd, I'd just be there. I'd always be at the training ground and they made me feel like that was my home. And, and Kevin McDonald had a big influence on you, didn't he? Yeah, th- that comes at a later date, I'd say. When I could start to get in, out of left school, that is when Kev, Toad and Sid, that's when there was all... I'd say they're the three coaches that had the biggest influence on me throughout my whole football career, to be honest with you. What's it like not being like, because Villa fans would have known all about you mm-hmm. and your brother, a bit like when Jack Grealish came through, yeah. every Villa fan knew these guys are coming through, they're going to be good, they're going to play for the first team at some point. Did you feel more pressure on yourself? Because you're, cause you're local and a Villa fan as well, I always feel like that adds to it a little bit. Nah, I, I just, honestly, I just thought I was going to always get there. I just thought, I used to, I always remember... A youth to, I was a first year actually. I was a first year. They arranged a game at Nottingham Forest and Bosco Balaban signed on the day before on that day. So we both played in that game. So I played up front with him and I scored two. I think Michael Dawson might have played for Forest at the back. I scored two and I just thought, you know what, I'm as good as these people. So it's just like a matter of time. I've got to learn and develop. I always thought I was going to get there. I always thought this is like, and I think that's a lot down to the club and they believed in me. 
I always thought I've got the belief of the people at this football club. I never been around for that long, so your Brian Joneses were there to up to probably six, seven years ago. Yeah. So they were they were there for twenty odd years. So my whole upbringing was with them people, and I just I always thought I had their trust, and I think that's a, that's a big thing for for me personally, and I think that might have held me back as we went as I went on to other clubs. I didn't feel like they trusted me. I always had to be the best player of was work playing next week, whereas I just thought there yeah, I'm going to be playing. And that's probably a little, it's on my part that is really, you've got a, a bit more self-belief in yourself. I, I believe myself, I believed in myself when I played for Villa, but when I went away from Villa, I didn't think I really had that self-belief. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and that's, that's a personal thing, isn't it? That's, that's you knowing you're good enough really. Whereas there, they give me a lot of the confidence, I'd say. I mean, you, you, you scored in your debut, didn't yeah. you? Your Premier League debut. Can you just explain what, what it was like uh, what the difference was like when you were playing for the youth team, but then actually playing in a Premier League game. I mean, what was like the preparation like and what was going through your mind then? I'd say we'd had a good education. <clears throat> so let's say FA Youth Cup, we'd go to the hotel before the game, we'd have a sleep in the afternoon. So I was already into that mentality of what you've got to do. I think it was a week before we played the, the, that first team game. I hadn't really been involved much with the first team. I think when John Gregory was there, I was on a bench when I was uh, first year, but I just think that was filling up the numbers. I never felt like I was part of it. And then we played in a reserve game against Liverpool at, at Villa Park, and we won 4 0. I think I saw the hat trick in the first half. And I think it was Ryan Babble and Bishcham played centre half for Liverpool. And I think that must have given the manager, like, he can do it. Yeah. So the next week, I, I wasn't expecting to be on the bench. I was in the squad, I thought, oh, I'm on the bench here. And I think that is a good way. Do you know when it's a build-up? Oh, you're playing tomorrow. You think about it a little bit more. Whereas that was, I just went there thinking I wasn't going to be involved. I was on the bench. Then I'm on the pitch. You're just not expecting it. So I didn't have like a build-up of, oh, I'm playing tomorrow. I've got what I've got to do. It just, just sort of happened for me. Just a special goal as well, really. Like a solo strike. Yeah, yeah. You don't come much better than that. To be really, fair, either. I remember getting the ball early on and... Well, I've just come on, I'm not making someone run around and got a good cross and I thought, and it gave me a bit of confidence really. I thought, yeah. oh, this isn't as hard as, a, as you think, you know what I mean? So when I got the ball there, always remember when Pablo Angel used to just say, just do whatever you think, like do whatever you feel. So he, like, he was a big influence on me, to be fair. I used to watch him train and watch him play and he give you a lot of confidence. he give you a lot of confidence. You're competing with some like massive names at that point, about really clinical, good strikers that have been around the block, Dion. Peter Crouch, Angel, oh. all back, I think, was Marcus Albert as well. Vassell, yeah, yeah. I remember Graham Taylor, so I was just getting into the team, like Graham Taylor pulling all the strikers into the office. I think there was six of us. And he just basically said, listen, there's six of you here. I wasn't expecting Stefan to be a part of this, but he's, he's, he's here now, he's, he's around it. <laughs> on a match day, five of you that'll be involved, I'll always start with two strikers and have three on the bench. So just literally, you show me. But when you think, when you look at that, Marcus Albert played for Sweden, probably over 50, so what a good guy as well. Yeah. Dion Dublin, another big influence, great for young players. Just a great guy, like a real good guy and a good player. Yeah. A very good player. And all international these players are. When Peter Crouch left Villa, everyone knew he had it in him. Look at the crease going on in the head. Unbelievable, yeah. But I think when you're young again, you don't really, you're not looking like that. I wasn't thinking, oh, I've got to go against these. I'm just doing my own thing. You, you just go out and express yourself when you're young. It's when you get older, you start to think a little bit more about what you're doing and what's happening. It's almost fearless, isn't it? When you're young, you just get on with it and, it, and you're enjoying your football, aren't you? No one knows you, do they? No yeah. one knows what you can do. Yeah. 
obviously the, after a little bit, oh, we know we know he likes running behind and we'll drop off. All that's not there at the start. You just go out and enjoy yourself. Away from the field, Stefan, when you got your new, when you got your first contract, I think it was a three and a half yeah, year deal, yeah. wasn't it? Just how like life changing was that financially for you? And because you were obviously coming from you know kids' wage yeah. to a, to a man's yeah, wage, yeah, yeah. a footballer. Then did did things change for you there off they, the field? Yeah, they, they, they definitely do change. And like growing up, where I grew up, you're not used to having that. I always remember going to sign that contract, and I think it offered me a five and a half year contract. But at the time, you just think, I'm going to get a new contract. Yeah. Really, so why would I sign a five and a half year contract? I always remember Doug Ellis saying to me, oh, this is a lot of money for a young kid. And to be fair, it just make you think. It just make you think about like, what you're doing with it and what. Obviously, your life changed. You can get things you couldn't get before. You can get houses. You can do different things. And I just think you do get a little bit more... It's probably more comfortable, really, with life. Mm. A little bit more comfortable. I'm not saying that was the reason why I didn't go on and do what I needed to do. But I definitely think it has an effect on you. Sure. If you haven't got people around you who have already been there and done it, like, say my, my agent, great guy, like a guy called Steve Kuttner, so had big players, didn't really probably think he needed to say, what are you doing this, what are you doing with this, what are you doing with that, are you investing here, are you doing this? Didn't really have that. When I, when I look back, I didn't really have someone who'd been there and done it around me who could say, you should be doing this, you need to be working, this is just the start. I just thought it's only going to get better from here. Yeah. And it gets harder. Really? When you, when you get there, it's easy to get there. Everyone can have one, one, one go, can't they? But you, to stay at a... This is the Premier League, biggest league in the world. To stay there, you've got to work even harder. Sure. I didn't, I didn't grasp that at all. Uh, just serious side away from it, Stephen. Yeah. I mean, you know, your first pay packet must yeah. have been nice. Did, did you go and do anything with it or anything fun? Or? Yeah. Mm. Again, I had... At the football club, you couldn't... I remember the youth team, you had to ask the manager what car you could... So I'd say, I want to buy a car. And I'd go to Tone and say, I want to get this car. And he'd say, yes or no. Wow, that's mad, though. But when you're the first team, there's no one to say that to you. There's no one to say that to you. But at Villa, at that time, young players knew they couldn't get too extravagant because they'd get, they'd get shut down. And I think that's right, if I'm honest. I think that's right. Until you've an established footballer at a decent age... I don't think you should be able to just go and do whatever you want. I just it think makes it makes sense. Set, set, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it sets a. There's a lot of other young players around who probably can't do it for one, and I just think you need to get your feet on the ground. Mm. I need to. Keep, I think I really do. I, I do think that helped. I do think that helped. So you wouldn't go crazy. I might have bought a. I probably bought a new car to be fair, but it wasn't. I wasn't going to go and buy a Lamborghini or it wasn't that sort of money. Yeah. So yeah, you can you can do literally more than you could do before. You could do more than you could do before, and you get a little bit comfortable with life. After I just think you just think yeah, I can do this, I can do that, and if, you can take your eye off the ball if you haven't got the right people around you, telling you to do the right things. Was Graham Taylor one of the ones that would have told you to do the right Graham things? Graham well? Taylor was very good for me. Like some people didn't really, he was good for me. He was good, but he wasn't really into your life like that. He cared about what happened on a Saturday. He, whereas you Kev McDonald, your Tony McC your Gordon Camp, they cared about you as a I think that's the big thing from youth team to first team. They don't that all they care about is the resort on a Saturday. Your youth team cares about the people. Because they, they want you to go on and have a career even if they care about what, what what's their job as a youth team manager? Make you a better footballer, to make to make you a man in it to grow up. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that that is a job of a coach, to make you a better person in a, in a youth environment. 
first team environment to make the team win on a Saturday. What say we've got twenty five players, it doesn't matter what twenty five players play, we've just got to win. Yeah. We've just got to win, haven't we? The Aston Villa they have to win football matches. Aston Villa's youth team have to develop people mm. as players and people. Mm. Because it wasn't an easy first team to come in, really, because Villa struggled that year. Could have got relegated. Villa was a hard See, see me growing up, Villa was always up there. Fifth, fourth. Yeah, John, yeah. Villa used to do well. We struggled. In the years I played there, it was a struggle. Yeah. It was a struggle. And then, as a, that did that season, a few players started to get up there. Then Peter Whittingham started to get close to it. Stephen Cook started to get close to it. Ridge started to get close to it. So people were getting there. Yeah. So there was a, like a core of us who were getting closer. Rob Edwards started to get there. Yeah, I remember him. He was decent. looked a decent player, really, and then never saw him again. For Rob did well. Yeah, yeah. He had a bad, bad, bad injury again, didn't he? Yeah. Rob did well. I still speak to Rob now. He's an um, under 16 coach at England, isn't he? That's Rob's job now, yeah. He was working at Wolves last year. But he's a good, good guy, Rob. At Graham Taylor, what, what did he used to ask from you? You remember, though, did, was he very personal with you, or was it all, always about the team? It was about the team. It was about the team. Graham Taylor was good, good at what he did. He was good at what he did. And that's... I ain't got any regrets about football, but I think if he would have hung around a little bit longer, it would have made my... A new manager come in, he went for the older players. I think more of the young players would have got him. It, to be fair, he'd come and sit in the reserve team dressing room. I always remember that, actually. He used to come and sit in and just listen. He wouldn't say a lot. He'd just move his chatting away. He'd, have a, he'd just sit there and probably get a... To see how people react around people and... He'd do that quite a lot towards the end of that season. In my head, I think his plan was to get more of the youth players in and around it because we'd won the FA Youth Cup. Even the year before, we had good players. You Rob Edwards, you Stephen Cooks. They were good footballers who would have maybe had more of a chance with a different manager. Yeah, it's a shame that, isn't it? Because you, you, yeah. you know, as a Villa supporters, all they want really is to see the young lads come through, especially local lads yeah. like South Team. But better. again, we had a, we did have a lot of experienced players around. So if they're, if they're still on the books, it is hard to what you do, what happens. Like when Graham Taylor left, it was about people not getting. He wanted certain players at the football club who the club wouldn't pay off. So he said, well, "I can't really do my job," and I get it from both standpoints. You know what I mean? It is hard, isn't it? It's, it's a balance. Yeah, no, no, it is, of course. And, and I mean, were there any... Who, who were you really close to, Stefan, in the end? You know, the first team players, who did you get uh, quite pally with? I was close to the youth, the players who were in my youth team, really. So, so you, Liam Ridgewell, so you yeah. stick together because you're the same sort of age group. Stephen Cook, I was really close to. That's sort of like one player that you just think, we've talked off air, there's not been a better youth team player in England than Stephen Cook. I don't care what anyone tells me. The, the people talk about Foden and stuff now he, he was he was that good but he, he come in a different era where you could get tackled and you could get fouled but just for ability wise there weren't a better player than him the, we haven't England hasn't produced a better player but he just because you're a good youth team player doesn't mean you're in a transition he's really interesting that isn't it Dan yeah. even Stefan said that yeah because yeah. everyone again everyone knew about it this is that was the thing about your group yeah. you felt like you knew a lot about all the all the players coming through if you speak to any so young hard. player in that era from any club talk, ask about Stephen Cook everyone knows yeah. but it's just injuries injuries obviously hindered him a bit and just the eerie come through I think now you're a lot, there's a lot more technicians who, who just want to get on the ball he was just a little bit too before his time almost. I think it was yeah. before his time. There wasn't another player around. I'd say probably David Bentley was, was good, to be fair. He was a few years younger than him, but there wasn't, we didn't produce players like that back then. It's because you say, like, 
It's a different time. Everyone used to play four four two at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, Villa used to play three five two. Oh, did they? Villa went. Yeah, most was two strikers. Mo- yeah, 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 it was two strikers. It was so, two strikers. Yeah. So if you play Cook. He ain't gonna play on the on the. On the he, used to, he used to play on the wing. Did he play in the first half? That he had to play on the wing. That yeah. was not his position. You're right. Yeah. He should play played in the middle. But again, that's down to manager in it. Luka Modric before Harry Redknapp come, he used to play on the left. Yeah, Harry Redknapp come, you're set midfielder. Yeah, that was the manager trusting. What a player is. Yeah, but f- f- he struggled at Tottenham at first. He played yeah, on the I left remember. all the time. Till Harry Redknapp come, he played on the left. Yeah, I remember. So that's a manager trusting. Oh, it doesn't matter about your physical aspect. You're good enough as a technician to get on the ball. Again, in England, that weren't really a thing, was it? No. It's changed. Like, let's be honest, the FA have done well. Yeah, we we produce a player now. Mm. Look, look at young players. We produce a player. So that their model of these academies that everyone was so against, they've worked. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Talk about our trust. So you probably felt that Graham Taylor, I'm putting words in your mouth. Yeah. You know, I imagine you felt when, when you're on a picture of yeah. Graham Taylor, he trusts me. But you had like 17 months, I think it was, between your first goal and your next yeah. goal for Villa. I'm imagining you didn't have that trust with David O'Leary. Um, it was like a new process, wasn't it? I, I had to, he didn't trust me, so I had to try and show him, didn't I? Yeah. Stuart Gray, under Graham Taylor, Stuart Gray was a bigger influence on me when I think about it. Stuart Gray was first, John Dean and Stuart Gray, both good, but Stuart Gray was more of a technical side of it. So I used to remember, I used to play in the first team, so I have to go to college. Really? So on a Monday, I'd go to college in the morning, Stuart Gray would hang around, and I'd just do one-to-one with him. So <laughs> my youth team would train, but I wouldn't train with them. So Stuart Gray was good, very good, like good coach. He still coaches now in the first Fulham? teams, yeah. Is that Fulham? Yeah. Stuart Gray, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I'd say I don't have regrets. I remember when I'd left QPR, he was Northampton manager. And I was going to sign for Northampton or Warsaw, and he was manager. And I signed for Warsaw, again, because it was close to my house. Mm. Wow, well, have I done that? Like, who's, who's let me do that? Like, someone should have said, no, you you should talk. And it could have been different. From, from, I think from there, he might have went to Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So you just don't know, like, their decisions you make. I, I just did it for ease because I think oh, it's 15 minutes from my house that is I'll just go there it's a bad decision that is yeah, you, yeah as a player you've got to think what suits my style what like where he knows me he's going to have a bit more trust in me from the start going back to like, David O'Leary I remember him coming in the first, he got all the players who had played in the first team together all the young players sorry and um, said basically I've got loads of experienced players so on the tour I'm going to take all the experienced players and so I played some like 26 games that year for Villa and I wasn't on a tour. Mm. I'm pre-season tour the next year. I was thinking, what's going on here? Like, so I've got there, now I'm not. I'd start again. 
What, what was that? How did that feel for that you, was hard. Yeah, I mean, I said that, was, that was hard. So I'd gone back from playing in the first year. I'm back in the reserves now. Like, what's, ha- what's happened there? Because like? that must have shot your confidence a lot as well. It's quite hard yeah, it for a hard. young lad to I, take I was, that, I was only 19. Mm. And again, it's a different thing then. So I'm getting, like, uh, better money, but I'm still playing in the... So I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, it was hard. It was tough, that was. Yeah, because I, 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 again, I'm put, maybe putting words into your mouth, but I can presume there's nothing worse for a footballer than being in the first team and then going back down yeah, into yeah. the kids almost. Basically, yeah, you're you going back into the... But everyone, it happened to everyone. So it, I was thinking, oh, it's happened to everyone. But to fair, what happened then? Peter Whittingham got into the... So he started that first game and I was thinking, wow, he's way ahead of me now. And then there was another, again, a process of playing and getting back into it. So it probably took me another three or four months then, maybe a few injuries, and then I got to get back involved here. And then obviously, I think we play. I think we played Chelsea in the. It might have been the quarterfinals of the League Cup, and I come on for half an hour. And did, remember did that? Yeah, Gal yeah. scored the world. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Did Kevin McCann score as well? Yeah, he scored the winner. Gavin McCann's yeah, a great yeah. goal. Yeah. Good, good goal, Gavin yeah, McCann. I played for half an hour, and then on the Saturday I started there. A Blackburn scored. Yeah. And then I played a few other games. Did do great, to be fair. So I thought oh, I might be left out here. So then Dries played, scored two against Fulham. Did well, and then we were playing Arsenal. It was, this is probably about six games later. And name the team. I'm in the team playing up from the left in the front three. And uh, at the end of training, he's gone. Shall we do a little five side or? And then everyone said yeah. And got injured. Oh, he's joking. Went up for header with Ronnie Johnson. Landed on his foot. Twisted my ankle. Thought I broke my ankle. So I ended up having an operation and go. And to be fair, after that, I never really. I was still there for two years. Never really played. But maybe come on the bench a few times. And I also think that two years, I hung around too long. So I was playing the youth team, getting decent. I was playing in reserve, sorry, I'm a bit older now. Getting good money. I'm 21. I'm thinking, what am I doing? Do you know what I mean? It's not proper football. Yeah. It's just not people's livelihoods. It's easy to look back now, isn't it? But as a 21-year-old, you need someone seeing you around. I should have went, after that first season, because Villa started to pick up then. Nobby Solano started. We got better players. Olivia did quite well. Until he left. He had a good season, O'Leary. He sixty with that his first season. They had, they had a good season. And when I was injured, my brother got in the team. So he started to do well. And I just got further down the pecking order. He didn't really fancy me as a, as a player. Which is fair enough. But I should have seen that and left. Whereas I, I was just thinking, nah, I'm all right here. I'm getting all right money. It's, I'm just all right. I'm living at home. No problem. I think you need to be playing men's football. Definitely. That, that means something. Because when it's people's livelihoods, when he's got to pay his bills at the end of the month, there's a different, it's a different game. To a reserve game, it's tippy-tappy. doesn't really matter what's going on. It's, a, it's totally different. Touched on your brother there, Stefan, just for yeah. our listeners, you know, how, how is he? What's he up to these yeah, days? Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing well. He's enjoying life. He's a, he's a football agent now. So he just, just started to get involved in that, really. Just started to get involved in, the, in that. But yeah, I look back and like he, he retired when he was 31, 32. And I just always think, well, he's got no regrets. He's got no regrets. He said, like, that was a good time for me to get out. Did he have a good time in America? Yeah. Uh, like, Canada, was it? He went, well, he went America first, went LA first. Yeah. And, then, and then went to Canada. Yeah, he had a good time. He just thought his time was up. Like, people look back and think, say, oh, won't you carry on playing? But I do think, I will say to people, I had a great time when I dropped out of full-time football. Don't get me wrong, when you play for Aston Villa in the Premier League, it's a different thing from going to... I don't want to be disrespectful here, or going to play for Wolves or going to play for Kidderminster. Sure. It's a different it's a different life. I don't know how some people do it. I get why young players do it, but 
just to, to, to support your family. I don't know how they do it. There's, I remember playing at Warsaw. I was getting paid more playing for Brackley than playing for Warsaw <laughs> twice a week. That doesn't make sense. Talk me through that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> Warsaw are notoriously low payers, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know how people do it. I don't know how they live. When you're a young player, you're living at home, maybe fair enough. But when you've got a family and a mortgage to pay, I don't know how they do it. Because it's always like a one-year contract as well, isn't it? You know, there's no security there, really. If you're a young player, you could get somewhere, though, couldn't you? So I get, so I get that. But when you get to 28, 29, and everyone else who's had their job from school are starting to get up in their companies and get further running, like, listen, football's great. And when you play for it's good, don't get me wrong. But you've got a lot of life after you. I'm 37 now, nearly 38. I've got probably 20, 30 years. Like, I've only just started my coaching journey. What do you do for the rest of your life? you know what I mean? If you're not playing in a Premiership or Championship, you, when you get to 35, you're behind everyone else. Yeah. Because then people have gotten in there. they're going up and you're going down, effectively. They're starting yeah, to earn yeah. more money. You're starting to earn less. Yeah. You've, got, you've got 30 years left. You've only done 15 years of doing all right. And when I say, you're not doing brilliant when you play for them clubs. I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful in any, in any way. It's just the way the way it is. So obviously we spoke about your brother a little bit. Great to hear that he's doing well, still, yeah. still involved in football. For you, what's it kind of like to feel like your brother re- probably replaced you at Villa essentially? Because you're saying he made it more difficult for you to get oh, back in, really. What, what's that I, like? When I got injured, he got in. I'd say within a few months, he was in the team. Then. Yeah. What is your brother? So you pleased? Oh, I was pleased for it. Maybe for someone else, you'd probably think, oh, he's ahead of me now. I've got a. I don't think there's ever... I've never been against someone and thought, I don't want you to do bad today. Either. No, no, it's no. It's not really my nature. I'm quite placid. I'm quite... It's not in my nature. I, I was pleased that he, he was getting on and doing well. What's it like at family meals and stuff? Like, or family <laughs> together? No, nah, I, I know. My brother had a much better football career than me. Like, there's no dispute. He got promoted three times at the championship. He had, he had a great football career. When you look back and see what, he, what he's achieved, he had a good career. Maybe he could have done more as well. He's got a hat-trick, didn't it, for Villa, I remember. Oh, yeah, it was on Twitter the other day. Yeah, yeah, great I, I always remember, we played Leeds away that day for QPR. So I played for QPR, getting on the coach. Coach Rob said, oh, you probably got a hat-trick today. I'll remember that, I'll always remember that. Just getting on the coach at Ellen Road. It, it sounds like you were so supportive of him then. There was never, ever a point where like the relationship soured in any way. It was... Nah, he, he's my brother. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're close, you know what I mean? He's, he's my brother. I was, I was, if it wasn't my brother, it would have been someone else because I wasn't doing it. So I'd rather my brother do it. Sure. Because when I look back, I, I didn't do what I should have done. Do you know what I mean? I didn't... As a youth team player, to what I should have done, to what I actually did, it's probably... There was, there's probably not more of a, if you look back, not more of a failure, really, when you think about it. To where, where you was in the youth team, when at 18, won the FA Youth Cup, to what you actually achieved playing football, I, I didn't achieve anything. I look back and think, I'm not, I ain't got regrets, but I didn't achieve what I should have achieved. You, you speak very, you've said that a few times, Stephen, you speak very honestly about that. I mean, it, do you, does that ever like hurt you to an extent, or, nah, do, or do you just accept it? I don't accept it, because that was my choices, weren't it? the choices I made it's no you can't look at anyone else I, I made some bad decisions or didn't do what I should have done we were talking earlier about you have to be so dedicated this is the best league in the world the best athletes in the world you have to be so dedicated to your craft was I? no I wasn't I used to go training and that's all I'd do so I thought that was enough but I reckon people are going home doing extras Yeah. in the summer I'd never do a run or like people see me now I run a lot, a lot now and people People think I'm making it up because I was the moaniest player ever. If we're running, I'm not happy about this. Why we're running is football. This is a football club. I, I, I could moan. 
terribly in pre-season I'd always get injured because I didn't do anything in the summer I used to think oh this is holiday time whereas really you need to be ticking over you need to be looking after your body mm. so I'd be behind I'd get back and I'd be injured straight away I'd have something on my back this the other I'd always have a problem but that's down to me not knowing what I should do and again though someone not telling me in the youth team I was I had to do these things I didn't have to do them when I was a full time footballer yeah, yeah. that's my own choices isn't it do you do you put the injuries down to your lack of preparation then, or would you think some of them were unfortunate? Obviously, landing on someone's foot and twisting your ankle, we can't do a lot can't about do anything, that. Yeah. But yeah, the other stuff, yeah, your maintenance and your. I think players now are just at a different level. I really do. I think they're at a different level. I always remember Juan Pablo Angel struggled at the first at Villa. First season, did he score one goal against Coventry last, last, last yeah. game of the season? Yeah, yeah. Or did he come out in January? Yeah, just scored one goal, six months, cost ten million pounds. It's a tough start, isn't it? Start of the next season, he's in before the youth team, in the gym, working, working on his strength. And I used to watch him and think, oh, you, you do well here. Look, and you see the difference in his performance. I'll never forget. He'd be in before us and leave after us. And that's the youth team. Yeah. He could speak English within six months. He, he was dedicated to his craft. I wasn't dedicated to my craft. I just thought I'd go to work, work when I'm at work. So it's away from the football club. What you do makes a big difference. What what was your routine then after training? Did you do anything? I mean, did you go out sort of partying or was uh, it just relaxing I and stuff? I was a party mm. I used to have a young kid. I used to go mm. out. But I just relaxed really. I just mm. went and did like, don't see what everyone's doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just socialise. Yeah, yeah socialise yeah. whereas really, should have, I should have been staying behind doing extras. You, you should have been doing it because that's what I was brought up on. But as soon as there was no one there to make me do it, I didn't do it. Didn't, didn't, didn't put them extra effort. It's not even an extra effort. Training twice a day. Why, why were they doing it? I had nothing yeah. else to do. It's, it's, it, it, as, soon, as soon as there's no one there to tell you, when Kev's not there in the canteen saying, what are you doing? What are you dressed? Go and get your kit back on. Mm. It's down to self then. Isn't it? You, you, you've got to do it for yourself. And I, I didn't do it, if I'm honest. You've got a son now, haven't you? I've got a son, yeah. Is he at Villa? Yeah, he's at Villa. So they've just offered him a scholarship. So next year will be his first year. Fantastic. It'll be his first... Uh, and do you see any of you in him and will you be trying to do help him on maybe a journey that you perhaps didn't get to I or? just think he's because he's got me and my brother he's got a he's got advice that I never had good role models yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas my brother could have learned off me I was older I was, I'm two and a half three years older than him so my brother probably learned oh he's done that and it hasn't worked out for him so I'll do this whereas my son it will keep him very levelled he can't get ahead of himself he, can, he can't yeah he, he can't sure. he can't I never had that advice. When I think about it, I used to travel to London every day and train at QPR. How can that be good for you? No, it's not great, is it? <laughs> Who let me do that? <laughs> is he a striker, you lad? Is he a striker? He, he you play any of the front position. Yeah, yeah any of the front position. Well, we'll, we'll look out for him, Dan. Yeah, yeah, another yeah. one to add to yeah. our so, uh, exciting do you know what? He's had a good year. He, he uh, struggled last year on the 15s. He grew, grew. So he's probably six foot now, six foot. Well, he's a big lad. And he grew bigger than his body, so he struggled a bit. But this year he's coming, he's done really well to be fair to him. He's knuckled down and he does, I see, he puts the extras in. When he's on holidays in the gym, he, he does what needs to be done. But I think kids, are, they know they've got to do it now. Yeah. yeah. You get left so far behind if you're not, if you're not at it. Is, is it Carl Hooper, he's coaching? And Carl, Richard, was it? Well, who takes the first show is Scott and, uh, sorry, the under-16s and, and uh, Yed- Yedinak does it? Yedinak now. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, he's, he's, you know what, he's had a, he's had a good job. He's, like I said, it's easy to get there, it's harder to do. 
What's it like mm. for you, being like back around that and kind of having to relive your journey through your son? That must be a bit strange. Uh, no, it's good, isn't it? It's just... <laughs> Because when he was there for a lot of years, all the same coach, like Sean Verity was my coach yeah. for about four years. <laughs> so I said, what are you still doing here? Like, uh, so, you no, know, it, it is, it's, it's good. I, I enjoy it. I try and watch from afar. It's hard because I have to tell like, my own opinion on things and stuff. But I just let him do his, it's his journey. It's not my journey. Yeah. It's his journey. That's you have to make your own decision. That's a good way to go. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League 1? FX is Welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Your last day at Villa, the day when you knew that was it, can you remember this pe- that period and you thought, it's over, I've got to go, or what happened, how was you told that it's ending, no. or whatever? Uh, before I left, so I worked, went to Leicester on loan, and uh, I always remember Kev putting on the pitch saying, oh, come on, you need to come off, uh, you need to sign your forms, they want you to play tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So I was at Leicester for probably three months, never played at Leicester in a relegation battle. I remember Dion being there, Jordan, Stewart, Connolly, a good bunch of lads. Like, I never played that much, I played a few games. I remember playing a reserve game from away at West Ham, and I played well, I did really well. And after that, they said, oh, we want to sign you. So I had a year left at Villa. I think they offered me a two-year deal at the time. So we said, as things go on, we'll sort this out before the end of the season. And I played a game at Plymouth away, the last game of the season for Leicester. And I didn't do that well. So then I spoke to my agent about two weeks after, I said, what's going on, like? And he just said, do you know what, Leicester, they've gone quite cold. I'm going to ask around to see, see what's going on, like, other places. I thought, who was in charge then? Scottish guy. Leicester. What? What's his name? It was a, I think he went back to Hearts. Oh, oh, Craig Levine. Yeah, Craig Levine. Yeah, good yeah, guy. Like, yeah. Nothing wrong, like, good guy. He had good staff. I think Rob, Rob Kelly was there. He used to be at Blackburn, yeah, new yeah. team manager. Peter Houston. Yeah. Uh, I think someone called Eric Black. 
Yeah, yeah, Black was there, yeah, yeah. yeah. The good lot, good. Went to I, Villa, I, didn't he? Eventually, yeah, Villa. I, 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 I had a good time. Um, I had a good time there. Like, and I thought, ah, oh, good club, club. I can live in Birmingham still. Quite close to home. And nothing, nothing really come of it. So then he said, my agent said, listen, QPR, I want to sign you a three-year contract. Didn't really know a lot about the football club or the manager or... Had a year left at Villa. And he was like, I couldn't see myself playing. David Lee wasn't having me. So I spoke to the club. They were like, we'll let you go for free if you leave your money here. So anyway, you end up doing a deal that I go, I go to... Again, I signed for QPR, not knowing enough about it. I haven't even gone and met the manager. I'm going to sign the contract. Mm. When I look back, I'm like... How was everything to fit into it? And I always remember then Ian Holloway, before he left, we had like a frank conversation saying, basically, when I signed during the summer, I was meant to get someone to call, it was from Luton, a centre forward, a big centre forward, something Howard, Steve Howard. Yeah, or, yeah, Steve Howard, yeah. I was meant to get you to. So if I to signed you, I was meant to get that. you to. Otherwise, I was going to sign Marlon, he was at Watford. King? King, yeah. Otherwise, I would have signed Marlon to play on himself. So the club signed you and never signed. It's just, when you look back at things, so he would have been a perfect foil for me. Yeah, yeah. So then I was there, I was at, he was, he was I shouldn't have signed. And, and you, you, you signed without even speaking to Holloway before? Well, I went to Cooper and signed a contract and spoke to him then, like, I'm signing, the, like, what's going on here? I no time to I think. I should have went and met him and, yeah. you know what I mean? And where do you want me to play? Where do you see me playing? What, have you, what do you know about me? You know, I'm just going to sign a contract. Three-year contract, like moving from Birmingham. When I look back at things like that, you should always meet the manager you're going to play for. Yeah. It sounds like you were let down a little bit by your representatives, maybe. No, no I, would, that, I wouldn't say it was no. let down. I wouldn't. That, that's what he used to do. So I could have went to another agent, couldn't I? Mm, sure, of course. What, what do you need for a football agent? Like, what I see it as you need advice on football matters. You need a lawyer, really, to do your contract. Yeah. He was a very good negotiator. Had great players. So if you look at his list of players, he had Paul Ince, took him to Inter Milan, Frank Lampard, Patrick Vieira. They had great players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't blame him. You've got to look at yourself a lot. So he says they want you. So I, I should have said, Let's, let me go and meet the manager. Or someone should, behind me should have been saying, go and talk to the manager, see where he sees you. Where does he see you playing? You've got to know them things, surely. Yeah, yeah. You've got to know them things before you go, I'm signing a three-year contract that moving to look like... Then their mistakes I made, but I, I didn't know any different. When you're coming through, did you kind of, you know, Gabby was a one club yeah. man, played for Villa's yeah. whole career. Was that your ambition, Villa fan, wanting to, I want to play nah. for Villa? Do you know when I you're a player, do other things. You're, you're in a play, it's your job. I just was all support Villa. I, I cared about Villa. Wish your job. Yeah. I think you, you, you sort of get detached from. I know I weren't going to play, so what, what, I'm going to sit here for another year. I, I, I could have stayed, I was on better money. Just, I could, it was two years worth of money at QPR. I was getting one year, but I could have stayed. But I just wanted to play football. I'd been there for two years and not really played any football. I'd played like reserve. I was 21. I was playing like in the reserves. So the little 17 year olds were coming into play. I felt like I'd outgrown it like And I stayed too long when I think about it. I stayed too. You have to play men's football. Competitive, competitive football. I stayed way too long. But that was the wrong club for me. Like I should have been going there. Like, the manager knew nothing about me when I went off and looked back. And then I started to play wide a lot. So I think first game of the season, played full away, never played, never come on. Played at home the next game, never played, never come on. Next game, played Sheffield United at home. Someone gets injured, so I come on after 20 minutes. Got man of the match. I, I, 
So my mum my mom just moved house, so I got the clipping out. She was getting all the clippings out. Man of the match. So come on, after 20 minutes at Sheffield United, scored. Was man of the match. And then after that, I had to like be man of the match to play. Really? I'm not saying yeah. I did well, but I always felt like I was under pressure. Mm. If I'm not doing, I'm going to be out of the team and then I have to wait three or four weeks to get another go. It, you, it, you, you always felt, almost felt like you were the four guy every time. If, if you didn't perform, you were straight out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, there's other players that never happened to. I'm not saying I did well, because I never. But Ian Holloway is a person, what a guy. Like, good person, good person to be around, great motivator. Good. I'm not saying it was a bad club, but I just never felt like I was at home. Once I'd left, I struggled then. I didn't know that I struggled. I remember being there for six months and him say, saying to me, do you want to go on loan? Warm up on a take on loan. I just thought, I'm just moving around here. Too soon. And then he got, like, he went then. And it, it, it was tough, I'm not going to lie. Once I left Villa, I felt like I never really got settled anywhere. No one ever really, there was all going off. Oh, he was good at some point. I can get him better. Yeah. Because you could have easily fell out of love with football by the sounds of it. You're really quite easy because you play, you play for so long. I mean, not that long ago, you stopped playing. You obviously didn't fall out of love with the game because you kept playing. Yeah, to the, towards the end of full-time football, I was thinking, what am I doing here? Yeah. I remember being at Kidderminster yeah. on this park pitch thinking, it was raining, I was thinking, what, what am I doing? Like, and that's when, I, in my head, I thought, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's not, it's just not right for my mental, I, just, I struggled, like, I was thinking, what, I, was, I remember looking around thinking, what, what's happened to you? And that's when I dropped into non-league then. I always remember Telford with an assignment, and for some reason, I think Robin Langer manages that. It never happened. And then my old district manager, a lad called Rob Owls, he was at Hales Home with Matt Clark. He's like, come here, like, we can get. And I thought, you know what? It was the same sort of money I was at Kiddie Mixer for part time. And I thought, you know what? And I'm not going to lie, it's the best thing I ever did. Great. So, 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 yeah, sorry, Kiddie Minster, you said like you were losing your head a little bit. Um, do you, did you feel when you moved to part-time then that you sort of regained yourself a bit? Were, were you a better I was a probably, person? I was probably a better person. Mm. I probably weren't great to live with when I was, as I was right. dropping down the leagues and thinking, what's going on to my life here? I was probably thinking, I probably weren't great. As you get into non-league and then I just think you get a reality check of what's, what's really important. Yeah. I used to like non-league because you're playing on Saturday, you wouldn't see them all till Tuesday. So if you wouldn't lost or drawed, it didn't really matter. You moved on. Whereas in full-time football, you're in all week. So if you lose on a Saturday, everyone's a bit, oh, until Thursday. So you, you start the week, it's a bit, it ain't the best, if I'm mm. honest. It ain't the best. And I struggled with that. So I, I think you should leave the result where it is. Probably go and look at it on a Monday, but I felt like it just went on into my week. Yeah. So I'm on Wednesday, and I'm still thinking about Saturday's defeat. Whereas non-league, that doesn't happen. You move, you have to move on quickly. And the games are quicker, aren't they, the sometimes? The games yeah. come yeah, quick. Yeah. I just think it, it's not their full-time job, is it? It's not. A lot of players don't have a job, but some do. But it's not your full-time job. So I just think there's a little bit more... It's suiting me, to be honest with you. It's suiting me. Be- because of your, because of where you come from, yeah. because everybody would have known you were a player and stuff, did you used to get a bit of shit from the other players, opposition? You did, but I think you soon, you soon got their respect. Yeah, you soon got their respect, and he's a bit of a you're a bit of a target, aren't you? People think, oh, I'll, I'll get into him, but wouldn't you give it a bit back? Like anything, he is what it is, and he is what his people used to say. Oh, look here, you're here now, but you're we're, we're all here. Yeah, we're, 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 we're all here. That's a stupid thing to say, really, because you can you can say, but I've done, I've done that, yeah. I've, I've played for no, no one can ever take that away. Yeah, 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 exactly. No one can ever take that away. I scored on my debut, youngest Premier League player to score for Villa. Yeah. No one can ever take that away from me. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm backtracking a little yeah. bit here, but it's something you said. I think your mum kept some of the clippings. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. I mean, your family must have been so proud about you and Luke. Yeah, obviously, being from Birmingham, you can imagine, like, to, to both play for Villas, how many times it ever happened? How many brothers have played for Villas? Three. I only got on the pitch four. once together. I was, going, I was literally about to Only got on the pitch yeah. once together. And that, this was at the end of sorts, the end of my time. Wasn't really happy with me. We had loads of injuries. He put me on for like two minutes at the end of a game. I think it was against Manu, actually. Uh, that's the only time we both got on the pitch together. Wow. Which is a bit of a... It would have been nice to do it a bit more. Mm. I think different time. It might it might have happened. But you just... The way it is, <coughs> you, you take it as what it is, don't you? Yeah, and your family really proud of you then? then. Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. yeah definitely. Well, boy, whatever you do, your family are proud of you. Yeah, yeah. I always remember as a young kid, my, coming off the pitch, my mum always saying, oh, well done today. I was thinking, my mad. <laughs> Why are you saying I did well? But no, I know I haven't. She said, no, no, you did well, son. <laughs> no, I didn't, mom. Nothing beats so a mother's love, yeah. does it? My mum my mum thinks I'm the best at everything. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, my yeah. mum still thinks I could be a model. Oh, and I'd have one I would in some games and she'd come up, Oh, you did really well. What game are you watching? I did very well today. You seem quite like quite realistic. I, I feel like a lot of a lot of young kids nowadays probably think that they're better than they are, perhaps they can do more than they can do, but I feel like you I knew think, what was going on or you you look maybe know, it's looking back. I know now. Yeah. I know now. If you're not learning you you're struggling in life. You make, everyone makes mistakes. If you don't learn from your mistakes, and like I said, I always say to everyone, I've got no regrets, but I would have done things slightly differently. I definitely would have done things differently. You are incredibly honest because you know, we've interviewed so many footballers, haven't we? And, and the common theme I always find with players is, oh, this manager didn't do this for me and that's why and that's why this happened or this happened and that's why I didn't make it. You just sort of it's say, I was good here, I was bad here, I should have done better. It's on yourself. You can blame a manager all you want. If you're doing that well, a manager can't leave you out. It's impossible. If you're the, if you're the best player or you'll score it, can't leave you out. Mm. And I think with the formations and all, I think a lot of football, it's simple. The best players play, that's it. At, at that time, he was better than me, that's why he played. At that time, I was better than him, that's why I played. Manager ain't really got an agenda against you. Why would he? He wants to do well. Yeah. So yeah, If you're good enough, he'll play, yeah. If you're good enough, you play. If you're not, you don't. It's... You can always look into other things. It's all someone else's fault in life, isn't it? Nah, look at yourself first. Have a good look in the mirror. You'll find you could have done something better. How good were you in the non-league compared to others? You were ripping mans at St Neots, weren't you? I remember that, you, your first... Can you talk us through your first game? I, was, I always remember signing for St It's cr- crazy, crazy. We, I went and met St Neots and they were struggling to do a deal with Hales over. So what happened was we all met. Was, I think it was the hill on the top of Broad Street. We all met there, so the owners of Hales uh, Owen, the owners of St. Neats and me. So I did a deal. I've agreed my deal now with St. Neats. So they've got a deal, a great deal with the owners. Oh, it was, it was funny. So literally, the guy paid for me on his, on his car. <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. Got his, and I was thinking, this is, this is comical, isn't it? So anyway, they, they do a deal, whatever. So we've got, a, I think it, was a, it might have been a fast game, actually. On the Saturday, so I haven't met none of the lads, haven't trained, so just go on the Saturday. And uh, we had more than 14 now, so you can imagine. Wow, hell's I think they were a step three, so it was decent little standard, it was three steps below that. And they had a good budget, they had a new stadium, it was good. I think Dennis Green was the manager back then, it was, it was had a good time, had a good two and a half, three years. It was a bit of a, a joint to travel there, but they, they looked after me, I got, I got no complaints about it. And then I think we might have played Yaxley away on the Saturday and I've turned up and I'm thinking, what is this? There's literally a horse <laughs> next to the, on the 
It was literally like a, on a farmer pitch. I've never, I've never. <laughs> I was thinking, what's going on here? <laughs> I think we won that game about ten 0 Don't get me wrong. As they went up the leagues, I think they're in step one behind Hales Owen now. So they've gone up the leagues a little bit. But when teams used to come and play at our ground, you can imagine they're coming from them park pitches. We had sprinklers coming on, coming out the ground. Oh, it was. It had a good setup, didn't it? It was a good time. Like, great time in my life, to be fair. You got five in your first half, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. The, the first, the first, I think we won 14 0 the first game. <laughs> the next game, you win in 10 0. And I was just thinking, what, what is this like? It's yeah. just like a total different football. Whereas Howe's own was competitive. Yeah, sure. Was, I, I was only playing at Kidderminster before that, so it was a league below or two below. Whereas this was like four or five leagues below that. It's crazy because I've played at every step of football in England, from the Premier League down to the bottom step. There's not many people in football that can say that. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not many people. And I, don't get me wrong, playing Villa was a... But I, I had a lot of my best time in non-league. Like, my time at Leamington... Hell's Own was good. But I've spent a lot of time at Leamington on and off. And it, good football club, good people. Mm. Just go and enjoy your football. So you're not finished playing football now? Feels yeah, like totally. Like you've played for a long yeah, time. Totally. What is it that, you, that you're up to now? What, what were you doing? What are you doing? Uh, well, I've just started my coaching journey now. So I'm just working at Tamworth at the minute. So I'm going to do my B licence this year and just basically see where it takes me. See where it takes me. Obviously, we, when I first went into non-league, I set up a taxi firm. It was totally out of... don't know how it come about, but set up a taxi firm. So that was my first real, like, real job. Because you can't really call a football a job. It's something you love going to do, do you know what I mean? So I just had a taxi firm set that up with a friend and we did quite well out of it, to be honest with you. And then... Well, I mean, what was the idea behind that? I mean, what, who sort of sparked that? <laughs> I, I was coming out of full-time, so I was thinking, what am I going to do in my day? Because obviously you only train on the night in part-time, yeah, Tuesday yeah. and Thursday night. So I was thinking, what am I going to do in my time? And he was like, do you know what? My dad is a taxi driver. He was an electrician, my friend. He was like, I don't work for the rest of my life doing this. It's a bit of a on your, on your body, blah. Let's set up a taxi firm. I was like, try it. Let's try it. And it just went from that. So, Crazy. Yeah. And you've, you've since sold that. Yeah, that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I sold that probably... Probably four or five years ago. So then I was still playing part time. Yeah. Started to get into a lot, think about coaching really and what I want to do and where I want to go. So I was doing a bit of work for Leamington in schools, doing PE lessons, etc. And then since that this season, I've been working at Tamworth. So they've got like a program 16 to 18 year olds. Okay. So I work on that program at the minute. Well, I want to obviously get my licenses and stuff and see where it takes me really. Bonner will pick up possession. Here's Angel. Moore. He's going to attack the defence. He's gone past the defence. He's gone past Kelly. He's been on for less than 10 minutes. And Stefan Moore has scored a goal on his Premiership debut. There could be many more to come, but that will be a very special moment for this young man. He'll remember this for the rest of his life. And what a debut goal as well. It was placed perfectly. The audacity of the run of the defenders. 2-0 Villa League.
The Athletic.